Cave Comedy Radio is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Input the code CCR at checkout for discounts. Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could... Uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. You know, I lost my family, I lost my house, and um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and... Um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list because he needs he needs your, your attention, he needs your affection. Um, so thank you and enjoy sex and other human activities. You smell like onions. They're making quiche. Uh. Like bacon and onions. What are we gonna start off with? I don't know what you want to start off. Uh, had some weird sex last night, but it was awesome. Awesome weird. Yeah. Sure. All right. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And yes, I had some awesome weird sex last night. What do you can you What do you mean by weird? Well, my girl really likes the face paint that I do in the band. Okay. Yeah. And so she decided, she was like, I want to do, do some face paint on you tonight. I'm like, all right, fucking cool, man. Did she make you look like a butterfly? Because <laughs> that would be weird sex. I'm the pupa and you are the butterfly. I will become you. She's like wrapped up in like a sleeping bag. <laughs> no, not oh. at all. Oh, not well, at all. I guess. No, she uh, just tried to do like she just did like a variation on the regular makeup that I do, which is for those of you who have never seen a picture, it's kind of a Dia de los Muertos as done by retard type of thing. Yeah. But she did like a whole bunch of black on it and then white around. I looked like either a very racist man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 so a very racist man. A very That's racist what you man, looked like. Or a professional wrestler. Yeah, that's very racist. Or a juggalo. Oh, oh God, those are all bad. <laughs> but things. it looked awesome. I just more. I think it probably wasn't weird for you. It was more weird for her. She had to fucking look at it. Well, that's the thing. Is uh, after she was done, she also got some of my blood and like put it on my face, and then she got some blood and like put it on her, and then we fucked. Ah, uh, that is weird. <laughs> but it was awesome. <laughs> it was great. And then, like, at the end of it, we both had, like, face paint, fake blood all over us, and it was all over the fucking place. It was dirty. Yeah, but then it gets in your sheets. Yeah, I'll wash my sheets. Ah. It's, uh, it's totally fine. We were listening to, like, fucking, like, Muddy Waters the whole time. <laughs> and so it, so it felt evil. It just it was yeah, like it muddy waters like Bayou and- fucking. <laughs> 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 it was all like Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf and all this like Chicago blues stuff, and it was like it like felt like kind of like it's probably evil. better than listening to Dwight Yoakam. Pro- throw that out there. Oh God, you have to listen to <laughs> Dwight Yoakam when you he, fuck. He tried it. <laughs> I would say that's probably a weird sexual experience I've had in the past few days. I was like, get it, shut it off. But then he tried to do like the Dwight Yoakam moves. We all were like, just like you're not turning me on. Um, and then, <laughs> but then we were like fucking do it, and like we were still like going like. 
just about to start fucking, like just almost there. I'm going down, fucking, I'm like, you know, round and around the bases, fucking right, going there. And then the compilation we were listening to was Blue Chicago style. That ended, and then the Sam Cook compilation that I had uh, came on, and it's like this horrible, like, ooh, girl, when we had good times <laughs> together. It was a little but, too make and love for but, all the war paint. Oh, God. It was like, it was, but it was like far beyond make and love, and she like, she was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, Sam Cooke, Bill Withers, very good in principle. <laughs> in, in practice, not good to listen to for anyone. Uh, and so, but I was like, but I was still going down, and I didn't want to fuck it, like fuck up the uh, the rhythm. Didn't want to yeah. fuck up the flow. So I had to, you know, like finish going down on her, like get her to the point of coming while listening to a song about Sam Cooke, like singing about his divorce. <laughs> 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 well, like it, it was great, so I didn't want to stop. I'm like, all right, well, you know, we'll, uh, you know, I'll get right before when once we get to the sex part, that's when I'll just restart the compilation over again. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then we did, and it was fucking great that's awesome it was so good and then we did it again yeah but then i took off the face paint for the second time because oh. i was starting to feel it yeah no, after a while you weird. start you start to feel it on your face yeah no Especially no, no with not, sweating and stuff yeah, yeah yeah no not feeling it like uh like oh like i'm starting to become self-conscious because i wasn't at all uh i was starting to feel no, it just as on your face physically no, feeling just on it on your face on my face uh, but it was fucking great. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was a nice little respite from uh, like the stresses that we've been feeling right now trying to move and all that shit. You have to fucking bang it out. Gotta bang it out, man. That's the best Got part to. about like moving with a significant other. It's just like, well, man, we're upset. Let's just fuck. Yeah. It's like fuck <laughs> on these boxes that we're not packing. <laughs> we had definitely done that in, in one of our moves. I just remember like putting it down. I was like, can't you just fuck me right now? And he's like, yeah. And we're just like, fucked in the middle of all of like just shit everywhere just like knocking shit over it was great we like ruined some boxes we didn't fucking care who gives a fuck man doesn't matter it's like especially god moving is so stressful it is horrible if any of the listeners out there know of any place in fucking brooklyn to move a one or two bedroom let me know man Radio at gmail.com. I'm fucking desperate here. That's what you're still listening here. for now. <laughs> now I'm just telling everybody. Just like, I'm going to fucking start telling bodega guys. Let do me you, know. Do you know anybody? Do you know anybody looking for a place? It's, yeah, it's it's very stressful and fucking getting through it, man. Got to. I'm, I'm getting through it. I'm resetting. I'm having a good time. Reset button. There you go. I need, to come, up with, I need to come up with a better like noise for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fun. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> Every time. That is the noise of a <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have like the lung capacity to make that noise. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we, we got a shitload of letters to get to today. Let's fucking jump uh, down and, and thank you, everyone, for, for writing in. You can, uh, of course, write us questions, uh, comments, anything, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to answer them on air. Uh, and this first question is something that we meant to get to uh, last week uh, and uh, didn't quite have enough time. And this is one that I think we both have some feelings on. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's a long, long letter. Yes. Uh, but let's just kind of go through it piece by piece. Yeah. You know. Just take out the chunks you need to take out. Yeah, I'll do it. Hey, Marcus and Jackie. You guys rock. Yeah. What is that with the new thing? 
Is that a new People thing? have been saying you guys rock a lot lately. Well, we rock. Well, we do rock. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a good way to be, like, rather than just being like, ah, oh, you're nice to listen to, you know, more yeah. than that. It's like, yeah, we're rocking. Yeah. Yeah, we're sad. <laughs> we're usually sad. Usually sad, yes. <laughs> I need your opinion, thoughts about a couple of things in regards to my relationship. My relationship is really great. He's the best sex I've ever had, and I've never felt so in love with someone, and I've never given so much love to someone in return. We've had a few bumps in, in the relationship, had our share of breakup and makeups, but overall, I feel a deep connection with this man that I don't ever want to lose. Now... I don't know if this is something that is growing in our generation, but in our younger in my younger years I never understood cheating, though I've cheated before in previous relationships. I've I've understood that to be a bad thing and have ended relationships for this reason, but for some reason cheating doesn't seem like something I would be as against right now. I've been in this relationship for about five years, and in our on and off moments in our relationship, I've been with other men and have come to realize that I don't want to be with anyone else except for the one I am in a relationship with now. Just listen to that sentence, (laughs) what you just said. Yeah. As someone who has also gone through this exact thing. Just listen, the fact that you wrote that, mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah, for I'll a repeat it to you. I've been in this relationship for about five years in our on and off moments in our relationship. I have been with other men and have come to realize that I don't want to be with anyone else except for the one I'm in a relationship with now. But. I, <laughs> I do. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That's a fucking awesome thing. I'm sorry. Continue. But I do want to have sex with a couple of other men I know. What's confusing for me and what I'm struggling with is how I don't think I would feel guilty this time and end the relationship over it. I don't think I'm going to regret it or we'll have to confess confess it with to him eventually if when we hopefully get married someday. So even though I feel this way, it's still putting me in this mindset of to cheat or not to cheat. It's not worth it. No. It's never worth it. No. I've been on both sides, and it is not worth it. It is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I, don't, I don't even know what else to say. Like at this point in the, in the conversation, it's just it, it, that's – you think that you will not feel guilty. You think that the person will never find out. Those things are not true. Yeah. You will feel guilty. No matter what, even if you think like, oh, like I just a specific memory of me sleeping with uh, a boyfriend, like a guy that uh, that had a girlfriend. And I was just like, yeah, I didn't like her. It's like, bitch fucking deserved it. And then it happens to you one day. Yeah. And you realize what you did to that person. And it's just the guilt. The second after we had sex. I was riddled with guilt. Of course. And of course, that's just me. I'm a very guilty person. And you thinking that, like, like you even mentioned later on that, like, you've kissed other guys, you've texted other guys. Yeah. That's nothing compared to what happens when you have sex with someone. It's still wrong. It's still very You've wrong. already fucked up. Yes. I, I mean, that's, that is the bottom line here is that you have already fucked up. But also, like, how many truths come out when you are in a really bad fight with a significant other? Yeah. How many times have you said something that you wish you hadn't said, but it's true, and that's how you feel? That you don't know that you, you could be in a really bad fight and just say it. Mm-hmm. And then you watch him, and you destroy everything that you ever had. Because it seems like, Marcus, if you keep going, that like that this is a great fucking guy. Yeah, I mean, I'll go on a little bit more. 
Uh, it says, it's not even that I want to have sex with other guys because I'm looking for sexual satisfaction that I'm not getting into my relationship or that I'm not getting in my relationship. He's the best I've ever been with. And we have actually had a few threesomes where other men have been involved and he loves it. Do you know how fucking rare that is? So rare. Like that is one in a hundred. Yes. Rare. That men would... Most dudes are not cool. Most dudes aren't even cool with having a threesome with another guy with a girl they don't even know. Yes. Much less the person that they're in love with. Yes. You know, the person that they actually want, maybe want to marry someday. Like, that is so ridiculously rare, you don't even know what you have. And also, the fact that you say he likes it, what he likes about that is that... He is letting you be you. Yeah. He's giving you that opportunity because I imagine that they're, the two dudes are not having sex with each other. It seems like the dude is having sex with you while he watches and jerks off, which yeah. if you're down with that, that's cool. But at the same time, he is doing that for you because you can watch porn and do the same thing. Yeah. You can like watch like the cuckold shit. I'm down. I watch that shit. I think it's awesome. But I don't think I could ever do that. In a relationship, let alone with two women yeah. and a dude, which I have done, but I wasn't in a relationship with either one of them. And I just feel like the fact that he is that compromising to you, that that's also something that's ridiculous. Yeah. You are so lucky to have that. You know, and it's, a, you know, and even and even better if it's not that, you know, he's just doing it to make you happy. If he's doing it because he actively enjoys it. That's even rarer. Even rarer. Yeah, because, you know, there will be a lot of guys that kind of go along with something like, okay, this is what she wants. This is what she needs to be happy. All right, I'll go along with it. But if he is like, fuck yeah, I love seeing a dude drill you from behind while you give me a blowjob, then you've got something something so fucking rare there. And the guy that uh, she's talking about cheating with is a guy that she works with. That's, I mean, just one, fucking someone that you work with is a bad idea. And two, fucking someone that you work with that your boyfriend might come into contact with one day. Even, I mean, and you say that you won't feel guilty. You say that you won't, that you've already kissed a guy or texted other guys or whatever and you don't feel guilty. It's like, Jackie, it's like what you said earlier. You will feel guilty. It will fucking eat you up and it will ruin shit subconsciously. You know, like, that's the thing. If you have that shit in your head subconsciously, it will ruin things, uh, whether you know it or not. Uh, This is the worst fucking idea. You sound like you have. And and she also goes on to say, uh, if my boyfriend were to do the same thing to me, it would absolutely devastate me. There you go. I mean, that's it right there. And there's another part of this letter that you said that you had already told your boyfriend that you want to sleep with this guy. Mm -hmm. And he was open to having a threesome with him, which, uh, that's crazy. I mean, that's, I mean, great if he's down. Great for you. Great for him. That's great. Mm -hmm. But the other dude is not into it. Your coworker is not into it. Then it ends there. Yeah. He, your boyfriend already gave the compromise, already went that half a step. Now you need to meet him in the middle and not fuck this guy. (laughs) I mean, it really is. That's the compromise of being in a relationship is that you can't just fuck whoever you want. And the fact that you guys are so open, that's awesome. But then I say, if you think that you have the balls to possibly destroy this relationship, then you need to have the balls to tell your boyfriend that I'm going to sleep with him. 
without you around. Yeah. If you guys are that open and that down with communication, that maybe even if you tape it or something, that if your boyfriend would still find satisfaction in that, then that's also wonderful. Yeah. But not telling him and doing it anyway, especially someone that you've already brought up to him, it's not like he doesn't know that this dude is around and that you have feelings for him. He will find out. Absolutely. And I guess I can kind of see where her mindset is coming from. Totally. You know, like, well, that's I, the whole with, thing. The, with the threesome, like, it's not necessarily, it's not an open relationship. Uh, but if you're in a threesome situation, like, more than a few times, it sounds like, uh, then I think that part of your brain that says, like, no, this is wrong, being with another person is wrong, that part gets dulled down a little bit. Right. Uh, because you have already had sex with other men, although he was there. But since you have had sex with other men and he liked it, you don't have that same type of... Uh, monogamy. Yeah, that same type of monogamy, exactly, that most other people have. So I see where you're coming from. I, I mean, completely do. That's yeah. what the thing is that, like, I actually, the first time I read through this, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, me too. And then, yeah. but now in really thinking about it, you're right. And, and that's part of the reason why... Most that's why it's so rare to find a man that's into that is because animals are we're animals. Oh God, yes, and yeah. and a lot of people are not able to like physically and hormonally able to share someone that they love. Yeah, and that part is all skewed in your fucking head. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that you should talk to him because he's gonna find out. And there are some people, I guess, that go for long amounts of time before they find out and things like that. But it will hurt in the end. And if you love him this much and he's that much of a great guy, he doesn't deserve that. No. No one deserves feeling that way. And it's just it's I feel like it's also a young train of thought as well. It really. Yeah. She's 23. Which is, I mean, it's, I mean, you're only two years younger than I am, but it, but still at the same time, it, it it is, I'm in a monogamous relationship, but I'm also at a point where I don't even, I'm not even sexually attracted to other men anymore. Yeah. Not not to a point of like, oh, God, fuck, yeah, you know, it's. No, me neither. It's more just like, ooh, I'm yeah. I'm not sexually attracted to men at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but I'm at the same point that you are. I just can't, I, I would never be able to do a threesome anymore, I don't think. No, I couldn't either. Like, I mean, it's not something that I would – I mean, and I, it's not really something I've ever really w- wanted to do. I've dabbled in it. Actually, I guess I've kind of done it. Uh, Mine always had drugs involved. Yeah. I mean, so. my drinks – like, I mean, we went to the orgy for that purpose. Yeah. So, I mean, you're already <laughs> at the orgy. Yeah. Already there. Yeah. Come on. Also, uh, I, I, I don't know if – I didn't like it, though. That's the thing. So I saw my girl yeah. with another woman, and I, I, I hated it. I, I just don't know if that in talking with this other guy that since you had already offered the threesome with your with your boyfriend, would he even be interested in just be like, oh, well, I'm just going to sleep with you anyway? I guess I don't know if dudes have that. Like, what do you think, Marcus, that if you were in that situation, would you even still want to sleep with her? Even Like, if you were sexually attractive and single, mm-hmm. would you still sleep with her? With the girl who had... A boyfriend, and he, she asked you to be in the threesome, and you said no. So you're like, so she's like, oh, just sleep with me then. No. no. I just feel like that would— I got a little bit too much of a conscience for something like that. And if he doesn't have 
I think much I would conscious? think about it You'd a lot. You'd think about it, sure. And I might even go up to the point. Like, and but I think in the end that I would be, I would just, no, I couldn't do it. Like, it's just, I would just feel fucking horrible. Because I've never done that. I've never been like the other dude or anything like that. Well, I was a bitch for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And I I just, I destroyed, I was friends with her and with him. And I destroyed all of the friendships. She stayed with him. And and after years, as he kept cheating on her, kept cheating on her, and I finally went to her a few years later because we went to middle school and high school and college together. And I went to her finally, even though she hadn't talked to me in years, was like, he is sleeping with other girls. He's not truthful. Everybody knows it except for you. And you need to open your eyes to this. And she just fucking slapped me in the face Whoa. and told me to go fuck myself. And I was like, I deserved it. Man. Of, of course I fucking deserved it. And she said, the only slut around here is you. And Uh, then I look, you know, a few years later that I tried to, like, troll on Facebook, of course, like, bored. I'm not friends with either one of them on Facebook, mm. but saw that there's no pictures of him anymore because he fucking broke her heart. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Because that's how it goes. And if you really love this guy, stick with it. Yeah. Fucking stick with it. You got some very rare. Yeah. And, you know, there still might be ins and outs. Like, that's a main reason why I broke up with this, the person that I thought that I was going to be with for such a long time. It's like, I need to fuck. Yeah. And then you realize that they, that no one else is good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and you realize it's like, no, this is the person for me. It's just empty. And yeah. it's, it's And that's how it. you're going to feel after you fuck this guy from work. And also, what if he's empty. not any good? Yeah. What if you fuck this guy and he's not even any good and... You threw that shit away. Yeah. Or what if he's really good? Are you going to leave this guy you've been with for five years that you love so much for this dude? Yeah. Who doesn't like to be in threesomes? Who, or would who you already just, know that? Who you're just going to fucking, who you're just going to throw away anyway? Yeah. I'm telling you, you don't know what you got. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I think we handled that one. Yeah. All right. Like, you want to move on to a horrible one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, I just reread the questions outside, and it's like raining and cold outside, and I had a shitty day, and it's just like, man, you just gotta put things in perspective sometimes. Of like, it's all right. Yeah, the things I'm worried about are okay. We, you know, we can all, everyone can help each other deal with shit. Marcus. All right, dear Marcus and Jackie. First, I would like to thank you both for all your amazing work. I have thoroughly enjoyed every episode, not just of this podcast, but of all Cave Comedy Radio podcasts. Thank you. Thanks. I have been listening to this podcast for some years and have told as many people as possible to do the same. I have thought about writing in numerous times in the past, but I either thought my questions too mundane or something I could figure out on my own. And in the past, that has been the case. However, I think I have run up against something I can't. I recently found out my father has cancer. It is stage 4 lymphoma, which is a cancer of the lymph nodes. He is still rather young, early 60s, and otherwise healthy. I frankly don't know what to do. I've told a few friends, and they've been supportive, but still I feel alone in it. They say to call them if I ever need anything, but I don't know what that would be. I feel worried all the time. It seems to be in the back of my mind or the front constantly. I don't think I have ever been this concerned or scared, mainly because the odds aren't very good, and I made the mistake of looking it up online. Oh, God, can't look it up online. Can't look up anything online. 
Also, I have been dealing with depression since high school through medication and therapy, but in the last few years or so, I've been maintaining it without the aid of either. I'm worried that this will cause me to spiral out and all of my work to keep mentally healthy will be lost. I don't know how to deal with all of this. In the past, I will admit I have used drinking to deal with my grief. I know it's not healthy, but it's so easy. So please, whatever thought and advice you could give would be very welcome. And again, I love the show and look forward to it every week. Andrew. Thanks so much, man, for Yeah, writing. thank you very much. You know, the first thing I thought of when when I read this is that we had an occasion where my dad was very close to death as well. And I'm not very close to my dad, especially at the time I wasn't. And I also turned to drinking and just doing more drugs. So I was like, I don't know. I don't fucking, like, ah, ugh, I'm too young to fucking deal with this, pretty much. Yeah. But what I ended up doing was that I... I talked to everyone around me and stuff like that. And, of course, it's always the same, you know, if you need anything. But I ended up actually sitting and talking to my dad about it. I talked to him, asked him how he was feeling. How, like, what do you feel about this? And, like, talking to him more, that opened up our relationship that actually we got to know each other. And I would, I went in with him to one of the... um appointments and I talked to the doctor directly and he my dad and I and the doctor sat down and the doctor asked I asked him all the questions I had and I just wanted to know all about it I wanted to know exactly the severity of everything and he talked to both of us about it he's like these are things that you need to hear you need to know exactly what's going on and that's how you can handle the fear and be able to handle the future Mm -hmm. is by knowing what is happening looking it up online is never a good idea of course because it's just going to make you absolutely terrified and you know that it's obviously stage four so it's not good yeah but i think that the most important thing to do now is talk to a therapist if you're able to but also most importantly spend as much time with your dad as possible And then you will never feel bad about this time because I think that's part of, like, dealing with your depression is staring it in the face and talking about it. And it's not being something that you just don't, you know, you say you've only talked to it about a few people, which I understand because it's really hard to talk about. But you have to open up about it, you know, and you need to talk to your teachers if you have teachers or even your boss just to like like let other people know what's going on especially because you're going to be acting weird but at the same time people around you will help keep you in check yeah keep your life in perspective because as much as that like your father's so close to you and you love him so much it is not your it is not happening to you and you need to be able to handle your life and not let you seem like you're you're able to Talk about your your depression. You're worried about spiraling out of control, but just being aware helps so much. Mm-hmm. I think telling your if you're telling your boss and your teachers that helps out quite a bit because it's one thing to have your friends say like, "Hey, are you okay?" But if it's somebody in a it, it's this weird subconscious thing. There's someone in a position of authority. And they will tell you if you're fucking up. And sometimes when your friends won't, right? Uh, that's the weirdest thing. Is that they'd say like, "Hey, you're. I know things are going really bad for you right now, but things are suffering." 
you and need that's to, how you it, don't it spiral needs, out of control. Yeah, that's how you don't spiral out of control. If like if you let the people in your life know what's going on, uh, they'll keep an extra eye on you. And the more people that just kind of have an eye on you, don't make a big deal out of it. You yeah. know, like and don't say just like, hey, listen, my my father is extremely sick. You know, if you know if I if you notice me getting out of control. Or if you notice my work suffering because of it, please tell me. Please let me know. Uh, because that will – because, you know, depression can affect so many different parts of your life, so many different areas, uh, and can just destroy it if you let it. Uh, and that's what's always gotten me through things is having people around me uh, just kind of checking up. And mm-hmm. also – and keeping your routine. You still go to work every day. Mm-hmm. You still do the same things you do every day. You can't let your life go because of it. But if you, I don't know if you're far away from your father, but if there's any way you can go and see him. And I I just think that the more information you have about it and exactly the more eyes that are on you, other people kind of help you along the way. And that's the best part about having a community, about having friends, about having like a, a, a net around you because that's what it is. It's the net that keeps you up. And you have to rely on it sometimes. And then there are other times when people rely on you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what forms the biggest bonds between people is knowing that, like, hey, I'm there for you and you're there for me, too. And we're in this together. Mm-hmm. And I just think that y- you just need to talk. God, you've got me through more shit that I could fucking count on ten fingers and toes. The same with you. <laughs> it's just <to> just <coughs> having someone know that you know you go through shit, and having someone around that's just keeping an eye on you. Yeah, you know, and that's always the best. And as far as the drinking goes, that's something that both me and Jackie struggle with a yes. lot using trying to use drinking to to deal with shit and i've done that so many times so many times in in the past just anytime something goes wrong just go out and get as fucked up as possible and stay fucked up stay fucked up yeah stay fucked up until it's over yeah because i know me like the little voice that i have in my head that's constantly going uh drinking shuts that voice up mm-hmm. you know like it 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 helps like it you know quote unquote helps me to uh let go a little bit more but then there's also a bit of a hump that i go over like there's a pretty good there's a good sweet spot with drinking with me you know it's like in recognizing oh, I soar right past it <laughs> <laughs> that's what i've been working on for a while now is like once i hit that sweet spot it's like okay it's water time now right uh but if i go over that sweet spot then it's in either very depressive behavior or very manic, manic. behavior you know which is very de- both and both are very destructive in depressive behavior sometimes you'll say shit or in both way both cases you'll say shit that you don't really mean you'll be hate, you can be hateful to people i mean i don't know what kind of drunk you are uh but drinking for me some definitely makes me feel better like it, yeah. it, it really does, and it's not to say that I'm, you know, that I'm gonna quit drinking or anything like that. But I'll tell you this much: I drink far less than I used to. Oh, me too. Like, I mean, I used to get, I mean, def, I mean, blitzed at least five nights out of the week. Like, I remember I was proud of myself when I own like one week I was like, man, you know what, man, I only got like super fucked up like five times this week. Yeah. 
holy shit, dude, I went two whole days without drinking. Well, in a row! <laughs> well, that was the thing, too. Or, like, when you wake up and you're like, I'm not hungover. It's like, man, I didn't have any fun last night. Mm-hmm. Like, I found myself thinking that a lot of the times, too, especially in my sad times when it's like, it's like if I woke up not hungover, then I obviously cried myself to sleep the night before. Yeah. Which is not right either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, I think that's a problem that a lot of people make is that they, they think that it's either or. So yeah. either I'm going to be crawling, crying myself to sleep every night or I'm going to go out drinking uh, and drink myself to sleep. It's like those aren't the only two options that you have. There are a lot of different options. And uh, also remembering that you are strong enough to get through this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any siblings or if you're the oldest or if, if, you're, if your mom's around as well. It's like – but you – not as much as – I know it's like gender roles, but you are – if you were the head or the single child, now you are the stronghold of the family. Yeah. And that is your job. Your dad is sick, and now you need to be the rock. And also I think that might help with depression is being the rock for your family as well, as much as it hurts, and being strong and not falling back into your old patterns. That's what's going to get you through Mm -hmm. because you can do that. You can do this. Yes, absolutely. And just remember, one thing that helped me out a lot is that once I got into bed, like I was like, all right, so I'm in bed now. I didn't get fucked up tonight. I'm safe. It's like, just remember to take it just one fucking day at a time. You know, and that's always a, that's, you know, an old thing that everyone always says about alcoholism and things like that. Take it one day at a time. It's cliche because it's fucking true. It's true. One day at a time. It's absolutely true. Um, but just make sure, and this goes for fucking everyone. It's like, make sure if you're drinking, do it because you want to have fun yeah. or do it because you're having fun. Don't do it to escape from all the rest of the bullshit that you have. And if you find that you're escaping, then you need to write down what it is. Why are you drinking? Yeah. If you, if you wake up with the feeling of guilt of like, I can't believe that I did that. I can't believe like. Where did that come from? It came from somewhere inside of you. You are escaping something, especially when, like the, how many times we've talked about this before, waking up with guilt the next day because that you were trying to just shut, shut it all out. But mm-hmm. it's like acknowledging what are you trying to shut out? I think that that's very pertinent to not doing escapism drinking. Yeah, I think so. But so, maybe especially if you get – I think that talking to your dad is a really great idea. I think it's the best idea. And yeah. maybe and if even you, if it's just on the phone, if you don't live a long ways away from him, just talk to him and see if and if you can't be in the same room as him uh, with a doctor, see if you can do a conference call, a three way conference call. Where it's so easy you nowadays, can you can FaceTime. They, there's ways for you to be there and not be there as well. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a very talkative relationship with your dad, like I did not, I remember at the time I was I was drunk, but I did make a list of the things that I wanted to talk to him about and the things I wanted him to know about me and the things that like I needed for us to have in our relationship before he was gone. Mm-hmm. And now I'm also slowly dealing with that as well because he is dying. Yeah. And it, it's it's so hard to like you just it's so easy to shut it out especially because he's he's not dying right this moment but he is definitely not doing well. How old is he? 67. Man. You know, and so I I we I have older parents and it's just a part of life. 
and it sucks. And unfortunately, a parent passing away is such a shitty fucking ritual of making mm. you a stronger human being. Mm. And I don't even want to think about it. I started thinking about it the other day. I just... I can't think about it. I just immediately... I turned to Doug and I was like, I just want you to know that I'm going to need you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and even just, you know, saying, telling your friends as well that it's like when this does unfortunately inevitably happen I need you Yeah, there prep them and it's not even just oh whatever you need it's like I the second you hear I need you physically next to me and just making that known as hard as that is especially to say to friends like as a dude I don't know how well you communicate with your friends but or just as a human being, not even as a dude. As a human fucking being, I take that back. Yeah, Yeah, it's just you. Even if you have to have a few drinks to say that to Mm -hmm. one of your friends, make sure that they hear it. Yeah, and and again, it's that net. You just gotta sew that net tighter and tighter, and you won't spiral. You can't spiral. This is your time. They need you. Yeah. Your family. Your family needs you. Everyone needs you. So The family, all the family needs to be strong. Mm-hmm. And that's your job. I think he can do it. He sounds like a, you sound, yeah. Andrew sounds like a pretty fucking yeah, put together man. guy. He can, He's, you know, he can write a coherent email. So that's one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really sorry, man. Yeah. Very sorry. Oh, and he also uh, asked if I had any uh, comic book recommendations. Uh, Orc Stain. And King City. Orkstein sounds disgusting. It's great. It's it a, sounds like a Lord of the Rings porn. It's a world of orcs in which they use penises for currency. It is a Lord of the Rings porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And King City is just some really cool, like, futurist stuff. Really fun. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks all right. so much for writing in, Andrew. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, and let's get on to our last one. Which is another heavy one. All right. I'm uh, in heavy now. Yeah. We're fucking, we're in heavy mode, man. All right. Dear Jackie and Marcus, I've been struggling with depression and antisocial behavior for as long as I can remember. I'm 19 years old, but the past five months have been really rough. I've been diagnosed, I was diagnosed with bipolar four years ago and have been on many different medications and pills for years, and I'm really struggling to keep things together. I'm finding that my manic episodes are getting worse and worse, and I'm scared I will start to lose my friends. Uh, and destroy my relationship with my boyfriend. They are, they are only people I am honest with about how I feel, and they all genuinely love and care about me, but my behavior is starting to get out of control. It almost feels like I turn into another person. During these manic episodes, I find myself saying awful things to them. It started out with small things like, I'm fine, just leave me alone, please. But now I will say things like, bullshit, you want to help me, fucking leave me alone like you always do, etc., etc., when I'm in my manic state, I can't help but feel like my friends and family hate me and that they want to sabotage me or are planning to run off without me. When I come out of these states, I apologize like crazy and they are understanding, but in the back of my mind, I can't help but think they're getting tired of it. All I can think about is killing myself. I feel like I can't see a future for myself and that the only thing I make people feel is pain and stress. When I'm not in a manic or depressive state, I know that suicide is not the answer. But when I am in those mindsets, it seems like the only fair thing to do, and I worry about what I'm capable of. Every answer just seems to be terrifying. 
I had a suicide incident earlier this year, which left me in the psychotic ward, which was the worst place to be. The nurses and doctors treat you like children, and the only thing you can do is color and coloring books, and they check in on you every 50 minutes. I don't want to go back there, but I don't want to end up losing my friends and family because of this disease. And the more and more I think about it, it makes me feel like I would rather be in the ground. What the fuck do I do? Marcus? <laughs> well, I feel like, honestly, that uh, you understand. I, I mean, I've yeah, heard you even I mean, say I, like I about under- your, your manic episodes when you don't trust anyone. And I understand you- completely. It's, it's text. I mean, it's all delusional thoughts. You know, it's all, and especially the, uh, you know, you don't want to help me, just leave me alone like you always do. It's, uh, that's the thing about the disorder is that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy type of disorder. You push people away and then you say, why are you away from me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, And I I really, you need help. Like, I mean, you need professional help. I mean, that, that is... Definitely. I mean, you might even need to go into a facility for a while. And I think the facility that you went into, the psychiatric ward, they they checked up on you every 50 minutes because you just tried to kill yourself. Right. Well, especially I've, I've heard I've heard numerous accounts of people that have tried to kill themselves going into places like that, especially it's the suicide ward. I mean, yeah. that, that is that they treat you like a child because I don't want to say that you acted like a child, but. Killing yourself is never the answer. No, and, and giving up is never the answer. Yeah, I mean, and that, I'm sorry that you that you tried to do that, but please don't do that again. You're worth so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's just it's just so hard for people who get diagnosed so young and get put on pills so young. You know, yeah, because like, it fucks with you. It, it really fucks with your entire chemistry. It does. I mean, it re- it just fucks with everything. So I've and heard from so many people saying that they were put on stuff young, and it just fucked with them for the rest of their lives. But in, that makes you worse. It's almost like I don't want to compare it to such, but like getting glasses when you don't need glasses too mm-hmm. young, that kind of thing, where then you get worse faster because of the drugs that they put you on. Yeah. And that's what makes you not trust it. That would say that's what makes you spiral just because well I'm getting worse this isn't helping. It's because they shouldn't have put you on it so young. Yeah. There are other ways of dealing with it even like you don't want to be put into a facility of course but that's what you need. And and that's and you know don't focus on that because that is a path of anger. Yeah. You know, saying like they shouldn't have put me on exactly. this stuff so and, long, and young. blaming it and blaming and blame and and all that type of stuff. Like it, it's don't focus on that. Don't focus on what has happened. Focus on what you can make happen. Right. Like focus on the future. What you want to accomplish. What you want to do. And really think about that. Think about what you want to do. But remember that in order for you to be able to do it, you're going to have to get help. Um, you might have to go into a ward for a little while. I mean, it, to make all, cause if you, all you can think about is killing yourself, then you need to get help. You know? and, and especially if you're bipolar, because goddamn, that those delusional thoughts and manic phases, like the manic phases, you just do shit. You don't even think about it. Well, because you, you have no control over you it. You have no control. You just fucking do it. Uh, and and at least it seems like that it's, it's just hard. That it is, you, I, I, it's just uh, it's great <laughs> that you at least afterwards go and apologize to your boyfriend and your friends and your friends because I have definitely come across bipolar people that never fucking apologize. Yeah, so you're like I'm sick, and that's not an answer either. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I'm 
I am personally proud of you that you at least acknowledge the fact that you're like, I did those things and I'm sorry, which also, again, shows that you have Mm self-worth. You don't need to kill yourself. No. Ever. Never. Ever. But I do (laughs) think that like, even if you're under strict watch, not even necessarily an award, but just going to see someone every single day that they can monitor your your use of, of taking different drugs that you need to figure out what's going to work. Mm-hmm. If things in the past didn't work for you, there is something that will work. Yeah. But now it's taking the time now that it's come to it, the severity that it has that you need to take that time and put a pause on your life and figure out what drug that is. Yeah. Because it is a chemical imbalance that you have no control over. And that's not just going to go away. In fact, it's going to get worse. And it could take a long time. Be patient with it because it took me, I would say, five years, five or six years plus therapy, like my medication plus therapy to get me to where I am now. It took, I would say since I was diagnosed, it took me five years to get on the right cocktail of drugs that yeah. I take right now. I take Lamictal, which was originally used as uh, for, originally used for epileptics, but they figured out they somehow figured out that it works on bipolar disorder and uh, lithium, which I take every single day. I take both of those every day, uh, and the right dosage and the right combination for bipolar disorder takes a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, I also go to therapy, and I didn't, I don't, I didn't really start understanding it and coming started coming out of it. Uh, and living uh, the full healthy life that I live now and living the, I guess, being as, I'm more stable now than I've ever had been in my entire life. You're the most stable I have even just since knowing you. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm more stable than I've ever been. Uh, and those two things, for, for people like us who are severely bipolar – uh, and, the, and the deal with these uh, huge delusions every single day. I still deal with them. And I still, and just know that uh, I, I think it's also very important when you're dealing with bipolar is to manage your expectations. Uh, and honestly, I'm dealing with a lot of mental illness uh, is managing your expectations. Because I've heard so many people say, you know, my – you know, I went on medication. I took medication for two weeks and then nothing happened. Which is. Of course not. You know, nothing is good. This shit takes work. It is hard. I mean, it's the hardest fucking thing you're going to ever do in your life. This is this is it. Just and that also, I think, gives gives it that gives you a little strength as well. Especially because you're 19. You can do this. Yeah. You know, it's also, you know, then you'll have a whole. Life, if you could just put the time in now to figure this out, then it will work, mm-hmm. especially believing in yourself. And like you said, managing your expectations of knowing that this isn't something that's going to happen overnight mm-hmm. and and talking to your friends and your boyfriend and letting them know that you are if you are actively working on getting better, then they won't leave because you don't want to say like, oh, they won't leave you if they're good friends. But I have definitely stopped talking to people that were manic depressive that or and bipolar that wouldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And people stop talking to me about it. Yeah. And you can apologize. You can apologize. But if you don't actively seek help and give yourself the confidence to do that because you can do it, then you're going to find yourself alone. Yeah. And which is terrifying in its own right. 
but especially with the delusions as well, it's like then you're just going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And it's easy to go far off the deep end. It, it is, I mean, and especially at that age when you're dealing with so much shit. Which is anyway. already shitty being 19. It's, it's, yeah. 19 is already an awful fucking age. Uh, in fact, I think every age up until like 27 is. Sorry, you got two more oh, years of shit God. ahead of you. <laughs> I mean, it's shitty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's already it's already shitty. But just know that most you know most psych wards aren't what you experienced with the suicide attempt. And <laughs> if you and if you keep putting it off and you and you don't go uh, and and get help, then that's what you're going to be dealing with over and over again. Right uh, until you places. until you don't and you're fucking dead. And, and then it's over. And then it's over. Because guess what? Up. Nothing happens when we die. Nothing happens. It's black. It's just done. It's just done. You get no second chances. There is no heaven. There is no hell. It is just over. Uh, and goddamn. Well, this you everything... haven't even started yet. You, yeah. There's so much. <laughs> so much. If I would have died at 19... Jesus Christ, all the things that I miss. All, I mean, even I will gladly take all the bad shit that I've gone through over the years for the amount of good shit that's happened. And honestly, not the, I don't even know if the good outweighs the bad. I, could, I couldn't I mean, tell you if it does or not. You're still working, though. You're still going yeah. forward. You're moving forward. And also ending it so early. It's a, but then what is the memory? What, is, what did you leave behind? You left behind a bunch of sad people, and and, and that's it. Yes. You're you're just, all you're leaving behind is hurt and pain and misery, and just adding that's your that legacy into is, the world. Yeah, you're just you are contributing. You're one more person that is contributing to why this world is a shithole. It's harsh, but fuck, that's the yeah. But you then know. you look at, but then I look at you, Marcus, and you give when I feel like shit, and when I feel like oh, you, of all the shitty things I've done, but then you. I talked to you, and you've gone through shit too, and fucking you well. pulled yourself out of it. And it like that is what we both have. But that's what that's the stamp that we have so far. That's what yeah. we're doing. That is the positivity that we're projecting out of saying that like this can be done, and people are strong. And if you just add more negativity into this world, fuck you. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. And that's I, I the most just, negative thing you can do, and that's the worst thing you can do to this world is to remove yourself from it, yeah. especially when there are so many different ways to be helped. And you just got to do, especially at 19, maybe you're under your parents' insurance. If you go to school, hit go to the school counseling, they can figure it out. Also, then you can also go and see different facilities, not, just, not forever, mm-hmm. just for a little while, just to help you. In this transition, that you can see different kinds and see that they're not all like that. No, because they're not. No, they absolutely are. There's some very nice places. I don't know where you live, uh, but there are plenty of fucking great places around, and you could definitely deal with someone or do with someone talking to you every day. You need that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might take a month, might take a couple months. Who knows how long it might take? But be patient. Manage your expectations and know that there are obviously a ton of people there for you. Your boyfriend, your friends, your family. Um, I know like the, the fucking when you're thinking that they don't have your best interests in mind, 
that's just the bullshit in your head talking. That's mm -hmm. the that is the evil in your brain talking and trying to push you away. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why it exists and why the fucking through some fluke of evolution human some human beings were made to have little fucking demons living in their heads yep. all the time. Don't know why that happened. <laughs> right? But fuck, who knows why some people are born without arms. It's just it's you know, just it just sucks. sucks. We all have our own cro we have our own cross to bear. We all have our own thing to deal with, but just remember, you know, it's there's nothing like you are different and that's great. Embrace that. You are different from the majority of people out there. Embrace it, but just know it, with that there's a lot there's a price to pay yeah like to go along with being the type of person that you are uh, there is a price to pay that all of us have to pay for being who we are and uh, also the struggle that you get through to try and better yourself makes you who you are and also helps you become like do what you always wanted to do. I feel like a lot of what Marcus and I are doing now and the things that we want to be doing are because of the struggles that we had. Absolutely. You know, and it's because of those hardships that we have gotten to the place we've gotten to and we've realized the things we want with our lives and how we can attain our happiness and how we're moving forward every day. And, you know, you meet people that have never had to struggle mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form. You know, because sometimes they're just not that smart and they just don't acknowledge it at all. Yeah. But they don't have the heart and the soul that people like us have. Hell no. Because you fucking chose life. You chose to have a good life. And you can do that. Fuck yeah, you can. Let oh, us yeah. know, please. Yeah, please do. Please, please write us, in again. Keep us updated on all this. Because I know this girl. She's been a listener for a long time. So please... Keep us updated. Yeah. Thank Please. You. Thank you for writing in. And also, it's like that shows, too. You can't give up. You're already <laughs> asking for help. That's the first. Like, yeah. I know you're just writing into us, which is awesome. Thank you for writing into us. But that shows that you know that you can do that. You can do this. Mm -hmm. Just to get advice, just to anything. I, I just think you need to start it today. Yeah. Today. Do it. All right. That's about all we got today. <sighs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm just... Oh, well, yeah. well uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Please write in again. Cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Uh, if, uh, if you have any questions or comments, please write in. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank God for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow.